Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following article is from the October 1999 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry Southern Jurisdiction and is going to start our series of articles about Brother William Penn Rogers, 32nd degree. This article is written by Joe R. Manning Jr., 33rd degree. Brother Will Rogers was the original superstar, the first living person to be known in every country worldwide. Brother William Penn Rogers, 32nd degree, was born in Uloga, Oklahoma, Indian Territory, on November 4, 1879. He was a Mason, and he said, You know, some folks brag that their ancestors come over on the Mayflower. Heck, my ancestors were here to meet the boat. He petitioned Claremore Lodge, now renamed Will Rogers Lodge, number 53, and was initiated and entered apprentice on February 21, 1905. One year and 17 days later, March 10, 1906, he was passed to the degree of Fellowcraft. Three days later, on March 13, he was raised to the sublime degree of Master Mason. We do not know why the time was shortened. In the 1906 Proceedings of the Grand Lodge of Indian Territory, most worshipful Richard Choate, Grand Master, simply notes, for good and sufficient reasons, he issued a dispensation to Claremore Lodge to confer the Master Mason degree on W.P. Rogers out of time. Yes, he was a Mason, and he said, the income tax has made more liars out of the American people than golf has. He petitioned McAllister Scottish Rite Consistory on August 19, 1906, but did not go to the temple to receive his Scottish Rite degrees until April 1908. On the petition, he listed his occupation as rancher. An earlier author, writing while people were still alive who had been a part of that class, noted apparently his destined greatness was a small flame at the time. Other men were chosen class officers and occupied the front seats in the class picture. That photo hangs in the second floor gallery of McAllister Temple. Guides make it a point to show it to the visitors who seem to recognize Brother Will quickly, so little did the man's features change over the years. The famous cowboy is seated extreme left, third row. His sheafy black hair parts on the left. His right hand, drawn in a clench, supports his head at the point of his lower jaw. He's shown with that wide, whimsical smile, caught by so many cameras and exaggerated by so many cartoonists down through the years. Fewer and fewer become the number who recall the Weber reunion at which Will Rogers joined the Scottish Rite. But those who survive remember even then, Rogers was hailed as a crack storyteller. At intermissions, he'd be the core of a happy, backslapping group, they say, and Will invariably would be doing the talking. He was a Mason, and he said, I was told the other day that some remarks of mine had been printed in the Congressional Record. Now there's no higher praise for a humorist than being printed in the Congressional Record. Those men are the pros. With Congress, every time they make a law, it's a joke. And every time they make a joke, it's a law. On October 11, 1914, he petitioned... Akdar Shrine Temple in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and walked the hot sand six days later. But there is an important change between his Scottish Rite and his Shrine petitions. He now listed his occupation as vaudeville performer. 
Fifteen short years later, he was no longer a vaudeville performer. He was perhaps the best-known single individual in the world. A movie star, a newspaper columnist, a radio personality, the friend of presidents and kings. He was the original superstar. The first living person to be known in literally every country and every continent on the globe. He was called the best-loved man in the world, a title never given to anyone before or since. He was America's first ambassador to the world. His popularity, judged by the numbers of people who read his work or watched his movies or listened to him on the radio, was greater than that of Elvis Presley and the Beatles combined. He was awarded more official honors by more nations than any other person. He was a Mason, and he said, Everything is funny as long as it's happening to somebody else. In 1931, at the height of his fame, he returned to the McAllister Temple. A prolonged drought had hit Oklahoma. Combined with the Great Depression, it meant financial disaster and even starvation for many Oklahomans. During the summer of 1931, one of the hottest on record, Brother Will flew around the state giving performances at no charge and raising thousands of dollars to aid in relieving the citizens of his home state. One of the performances took place in the auditorium of the McAllister Scottish Rite Temple. He played to a full house. There was no standing room left. He gave the money to help his neighbors, and then he flew out of McAllister forever. He was a mason, and he said, I don't make jokes. I just watch the government and report the facts. Four years later, on August 15, 1935, he and his friend and pilot, Wiley Post, were killed in an airplane crash near Point Barrow, Alaska. For the first time in history, the entire world went into mourning for this man and Mason, who said, This thing of being a hero, about the main thing to do is to know when to die. Prolonged life has ruined more men than it ever made. The brethren at McAllister named the next reunion the Will Rogers Memorial Reunion in his honor. They named the three-story red brick dormitory next to the temple the Will Rogers Dormitory. And all the Oklahoma Masons built a memorial to him in their hearts, which stands strong to this day. He said, I never met a man I didn't like. And he was a Mason. The following is from Biography.com, and this is about Will Rogers. So some non-Masonic stuff, but let's learn a little bit more about our brother. Will Rogers' biography, 1879 to 1935. This was updated November 4th, 2019. Will Rogers was an American humorist, actor, and author best known for his Broadway and film performances, as well as his folksy persona. Who was Will Rogers? After performing in Wild West shows as a young man, Will Rogers broke into vaudeville and then Broadway. His folksy wit and common sense attitude made him one of the most famous actors and authors in the world in the 1920s and 30s. Early Life Rogers was born on November 4, 1879 in present-day Uloga, Oklahoma, then part of an Indian, Indian territory. Rogers grew up in a ranching family, himself part Cherokee. Rogers socialized with both indigenous peoples and Anglo-American settlers in the immediate area. He left Oklahoma as a teenager, eventually finding work in a traveling Wild West show as popular at the time. Career. In 1905, Rogers began performing a lasso act on the vaudeville circle. His charm and humor, along with his technical ability, made Rogers a star. Audiences responded with enthusiasm to his off-the-cuff remarks delivered while performing elaborate roping tricks. Rogers parlayed his vaudeville success into a Broadway career. He debuted in New York in 1916, performing in The Wall Street Girl. This led to many more theatrical roles, including headlining appearances in the Ziegfeld Follies. Rogers also brought his act to the burgeoning medium of the moving picture. 
He appeared in dozens of silent films, often playing a country bumpkin trying to negotiate the modern world. In addition to acting, Rogers became nationally known as a writer. He penned a column for the Saturday Evening Post that ran in newspapers across the country. His columns dealt with contemporary issues from a perspective of small-town morality, emphasizing the integrity of working people. It was a viewpoint that resonated in the rapidly industrializing 20th century United States. Many of his books, including The Cowboy Philosopher on Prohibition and There's Not a Bathing Suit in Russia, achieved bestseller status. Rogers' fame had eclipsed his country bumpkin persona by 1930. No longer believable as an uneducated outsider, he was able to voice his characteristic wit and wisdom while playing a professional. Legendary director John Ford worked with Rogers on three of these later films, Dr. Bull, Judge Priest, and The Steamboat Round the Bend. After filming concluded on the final Ford film in 1935, Rogers set out on a trip to Alaska. An avid aviation enthusiast, he planned to explore remote stretches by plane as well as on foot. Death. On August 15, 1935, the plane carrying Rogers crashed in Point Barrow, Alaska. He died on impact. Millions across the country mourned the sudden silencing of a quintessentially American voice. In 1991, a Broadway show based on Rogers brought renewed attention to his life and humor. The Will Rogers Follies, starring Keith Carradine, focused on Rogers' performances as a headliner of the Ziegfeld Follies. The show won several Tony Awards, including for Best Musical, Best Musical Score, and Best Direction. The following article is from the website masonrytoday.com. So this article is from August 15, 2015. Today in Masonic history, William Penn Adair, or Will Rogers, passed away. Today in Masonic history, William Penn Adair Will Rogers passed away in 1935. William Penn Adair, or Will Rogers, was an American entertainer. Rogers was born on November 4, 1879, on the ranch owned by his parents called the Dog Iron Ranch. The ranch was in Indian territory. Rogers himself was a little more than one quarter Cherokee. His father was very prominent in Cherokee society. Rogers' mother passed away when he was 11. Rogers did not get along with his father and the passing of his mother did not help the situation. The two would start coming closer together after Rogers first made it in vaudeville. His father would pass away before a full reconciliation. Rogers at times claimed to be a great student and at other times claimed that it took him 10 years to read the fourth grade primer. He would drop out of school in the 10th grade. In 1901, Rogers and a friend would leave the United States for Argentina. There they hoped to become farmers. Unfortunately, it did not work out and the two men lost all their money. When Rogers' friend headed back to the United States, Rogers went to South Africa. Some claim that he went to work for the British military, breaking horses during the Boer War. This would not be the case since the Boer War ended three months before Rogers arrived. He instead would go to work for Texas Jack's Wild West Circus as a roper. He would gain a great deal of experience with the circus. Before long, though, Rogers would decide to move on, this time to Australia, working for another circus on the recommendation of Texas Jack. In 1904, Rogers would finally return to the United States working on the vaudeville circuit. Rogers would eventually go to New York City. At a performance at Madison Square Garden, a steer got loose and tried to get up into the stands. Roger was able to rope the steer. This led to Rogers being featured in various newspaper articles, and it also led to a long-standing performance at the Victoria Rooftop. Rogers would work in various venues over the next decade. In 1915, Rogers began to appear in the Midnight Frolics put on by Florence Ziegfeld. 
Eventually, Rogers would become part of the Ziegfeld Follies. He would appear in most of the Follies from 1916 to 1925. It was while he was appearing in the Follies that he changed his act from the Roping Cowboy to the Talking Cowboy. One evening, with President Woodrow Wilson in the audience, he began talking off the cuff, satirizing some of the President's policies. He had the President and the entire audience in stitches. From that point on, he would become a political satirist. In 1918, Rogers would sign with Samuel Golden to make movies. He would make 48 silent movies, not the best medium for a satirist. He would go on to talking pictures as well, including a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court based on the Mark Twain book of the same name. Many would compare Rogers to Twain in their writing styles. In 1922, Rogers began writing for newspapers and various periodicals. He would also write many books. Starting in 1925, Rogers would go on the lecture circuit, traveling around the country and around the world delivering speeches to various groups and at various events. In 1928, Rogers would declare his mock candidacy for President of the United States. He claimed to be running as the bunkless candidate for the anti-bunk party. This was largely an excuse for Rogers to lampoon national political figures, which he did quite successfully. He would make only one campaign promise if elected, that he would resign immediately. After the election, he declared himself victorious and immediately resigned. Rogers became friends with Charles Lindbergh. It was through this friendship that Rogers became an advocate for flight. In 1935, famed pilot Wiley Post wanted to scout for a route from the west coast to Russia. He enlisted Rogers to come with him. During a heavy storm in Alaska on August 15, 1935, the two men would set down in a lagoon when they became lost so they could ask for directions. On taking off, an engine failed at low altitude. The plane crashed back into the lagoon, shearing off one of the wings. The plane flipped upside down in the shallow water. Both men were killed instantly. Rogers was a member of Claremore Lodge No. 53 in Oklahoma. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.